0: Greetings, fellow visitors.
1: This is Upgrade Terminal, a star of Providence FanCast. I'm Malachi. And I'm Nick. Welcome back to the facility.
0: This week, we are doing our first pilot interview, and
2: we are joined by a very special guest, um, Squega. Hi, Squega. Thank you for having me on. I'm honored to be here. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I, Squig, I first came across your streams when I
0: first started playing uh, Star of Providence, then Monolith. And I found your streams, jumped in, started watching. And I found that at like a really important time for me because I was living alone. And I am still grateful for those streams and the kind community that kind of developed around it. Um, so you also taught oh, me that's a lot. Really nice yeah no it was it was great um I, I would come home i'd be making dinner and i'd just like have your stream going and it was it was super awesome so um uh and you also taught me a lot and helped me improve um especially in the monolith fight the titular monolith oh yeah fight
1: yeah <laughs> yes, oh, also,
0: also i'm
2: honored uh yeah. thank you. it's i that's why i streamed you know I, I loved being able to do that for people
0: yeah no yeah really grateful for all the time you shared you know i streamers I mean, that's actual time out of someone's life, you know, that is being shared with others. So it's, it's really cool. So thank you. And I'm actually using a standing desk right now to, rec- hey. to record this podcast, which was also inspired by you. And I have one at work as well. <laughs> and you know what? I'm standing at my desk right now, too. Hey. Awesome.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. So anyway, Squega, welcome so much. Uh, w- uh, welcome uh, to the podcast. We're really happy to have you here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you once again for having me. It's it's an honor to be here, and I'm glad that, that you chose me as your first pilot. Yeah, we had to. This is where
1: it began. You know, I think so. I think we uh, Squigga has been a very important figure in Star of Providence history as like a recurring streamer, a regular, and I think has inspired a lot of people to pick up the game and sort of just see you know if they. Get a lot of people excited about the game, especially with the daily challenges and also Squeega's participation in the racing tournaments. He has helped make this game popular, and for that, we're always going to be very grateful. So thank you, Squeega.
2: And why? And I appreciate that. So, thank thank you for that too. That was my intention when I started playing, um, the the game. Uh, first, I was just some you know just some scrub who was getting uh, uh steamrolled by you know Overlord, uh, <laughs> and uh, and then you know eventually yeah I got to that point where I was good enough and I realized hey you know I'd love to see people run this game and uh and and, and or you know more people play it and that's when I started doing the the deathless streaking. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, uh, then, then it moved on to the racing part when we started Monorail, uh, and I thought, man, you know, I love to see more people uh, to, to race this. this. This game's perfect for it, and mm-hmm. it turned out to be. And uh, and that's when uh, 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 Nick and I teamed up to uh, to make Monorail a thing, um, which we don't. Uh, yeah, we do have the name for the new um, tournament. So yeah, going to be fun. Uh, the new league,
1: yeah. Well, which well, we'll we can't be... say anything about. We'll we'll reveal it when the time comes. <laughs> It's called Monorail 2. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Two
2: isn't the word. T O O, Monolith 2. Yeah. My yeah. yeah. Mono,
0: Monorail 2, off the rails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Well, we like to start uh, and just talk about something nice that happened to us this week. Squigga, since you're our guest, we will start with you.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. This week was my father's birthday. It was his 76th birthday, and it was on Wednesday, the 19th. And, um, nice. you know, I've, I've had a lot of good years with my dad. He's in good health. And we had a good time at, at uh, w- we went to dinner at Red Lobster and, mm-hmm. um, and and it was a good time. You know, I had a good time at Red Lobster. Uh, and uh, but my biggest problem, however, with Red Lobster, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, may not know, Red Lobster is a uh, restaurant chain in the United States that caters for um, uh, seafood. So they do a lot of lobster, shrimp, uh, crab and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And some fish. They don't do as much fish. Uh, if it's fish, it's often salmon, but it's mostly, you know, lobster, crab and all that stuff. And my biggest problem is not necessarily that the food's bad. It's good. It's just a good chunk of my family loves red lobster. And the last few years I've been there almost a dozen times. So, (laughs) uh, you know, I just get really, really tired of the food. You know, you show up and go, oh, I know, geez, uh, maybe I'll just order the chicken today. I'm kind of tired. So, uh, but it was still a good time and, uh, nice. I'm very happy to, you know, have my dad around. Um, and one, one, th- one, one more thing I wanted to mention too, is that, uh, today, this year is actually, a, a, an interesting year because, um, I'm, you know, I'm turning 38 in November and that's the age that my father was when I was born. So I'm now going to be exactly half his age oh, and, wow. uh, it's kind
1: of a surreal year. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That is surreal.
1: <laughs> nice. Nick, Makes you think about life, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does. Oh, that's heavy. I,
2: I, I look at pictures of my dad and, and myself, and thankfully I can look back and say, yeah, I do look better than he did at 38. But <laughs> uh, it was a different yeah. time. You know, people smoked. They went out in the sun for 30 hours a day. But at yeah. the same time, you could see it. You go, wow, man, that's, uh, I do look like my dad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to be 35 this year, and I, uh, I've got a lot more gray hair than I used to. I'm feeling old too, but
2: that creeps up on you. Yeah, it does. I'm, I don't have as much uh, due to, to to my red beard, but I have I have plenty uh, at the very like the very fringe of my beard starting to show up, and uh, yeah. that that's the only other part. I'm bald, so you'll never be able to tell from my head if I'm going gray. I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's nice. That's one of the silver linings. No pun intended. Of being <laughs> <Yeah>. bald.
2: <laughs> Get out. <Yeah. laughs>
0: All right, I'll just see myself out of the podcast now. You guys carry on without me.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, the the nice thing that happened to me this week was that continuing the theme that's been running through several episodes, mine is food-related, that's Mm -hmm. that uh, yesterday my mom and I got together and we made some delicious chicken curry with rice. Mm. Mm. My mom is a big believer in, like, you, you got to put in the work to get, like, a really tasty meal out of it. And it's like, oh, well, you got to chop all the onions. You got to, like, marinate the chicken, you know. And then she just makes her own curry, which means, you know, you get the butter, you get the oil, and then you get all the seeds, and you get a mortar and pestle, and then you crush all the seeds and ingredients together. Then you cook it. Oh, so this is curry from scratch.
2: Yeah. 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 Is it onion-based, like a, a, an onion base uh, for the curry? Because if I if it is, I, that's one of
1: my favorites. It is onion-based, absolutely. Ooh, yeah, I love with, that one. With yeah. some green onion added as well, yeah. So this is homemade chicken curry with rice, and it is just so delicious and so tasty. And part of the reason why I enjoy it is not just because it's delicious, but because it's something that my mom and I do together. My mm-hmm. mom is the reason that I love cooking. I have learned a lot of cooking. So us sharing moments like this is just really, really special to me, really endearing. And I'm like, I, could, I see a bit of that sort of that love and that warmth reflected in the dishes themselves. And it, it's just a good family moment for us.
0: Well, let the record show that Squig and Nick are both great sons. Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: I, I hope I am. <laughs> I,
0: I well,
2: assume you are. I, just, just assume I'm not. I'm just some, you know, nerd. So am I. <laughs> Oh, hmm. I That's think we all problem. have that in common. Hey, look over there—a squirrel. That's a distraction.
0: <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm shaking it up this week, and I'm also mentioning a food thing. Um, I have a Ooh. friend that lives in town that has planted some zucchini, and they have way too much of it, and so <laughs> they just keep sharing it with me, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> there's something special about eating vegetables that were grown in either your own garden or just someone's garden locally, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know, it just brings you closer to the, to the vegetables, to the origin of the vegetables. And it's kind of nice. And I sliced up a bunch of it and grilled it this week. And it was the best zucchini I've ever had. It
2: like changed the way I look at zucchini. I never, wow, I
0: never cooked zucchini that way. It was really, really good. So
2: I'll tell you the flip side, though. Flip side, I have a cousin that that has a two acre property, and they have a bunch of, you know, they have persimmon trees, uh, tangerine te- uh, trees, orange trees, and mm-hmm. uh, around summer of every year, I get gro- just do- maybe a half a dozen grocery bags of different fruits, and they're delicious until you realize you still have two grocery bags left of that fruit, yes. and uh, <laughs> you think, okay, shoot, what do I do? Uh, the, the freezer, and then your freezer gets full, and uh, and they still have. Uh, half a tree's worth of fruit. And they go, please take our fruit. We can't eat it anymore. We're sick of it. Oh, wow. But it, it is really nice. Homegrown is absolutely delicious. It tastes way different. Well,
0: um, I also love my mom and dad. <laughs> I'm just going to put
1: that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I Don't we all? Don't we all? Anyway, shall we get on with the actual interview?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, Squega, the first thing we wanted to ask you about, because this is something that It's a big change that, and literally in the past, every conversation I've ever had with you about the game, we called it Monolith. Now it's going to be Star Providence. What do you think about the name change?
2: My biggest complaint, it's too many vowels. (laughs) Uh, I think that too many words, too many vowels. I I think it still fits the theme. It still fits the theme uh, Mm -hmm. because I think Star Providence is kind of like a, a nebulous thing. It's nebulous, kind of like Monolith is nebulous, uh, you know, just yeah. this mysterious thing. And uh, so it does fit the, th- the, the, the kind of the sci-fi theme that they're going for. Um, but I am going to mess that up so much. Um, I'm going to I might just say I'm going to call it Movidence or provolith I'm going to I'm going to screw it up so badly. But uh, I do like I, I do like the name in general. Um, but the biggest thing is just you know too many words. You know I'm just like Ooh, change, Ugh. but it, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll adapt.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I felt about it at first. I was like what, and then I'm like oh, you know. <laughs> it, it grew on me pretty quickly.
1: L- L- Lilac and I are like we're shortening it to something like Starprov to just make it snappier and quicker. Starprov. There we go.
2: Starprov.
0: That sounds like a improv group. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I look at the name right now, and it, I mean the the. The acronym is SOP, so mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know if that's gonna. Yeah, I don't
1: like the sound of that personally.
2: <laughs> you know, uh, I I almost wonder if you could like fit you know uh, use the word soap and somehow fit Star of Providence in there. I don't know why. I just now I want to fit other words as acronyms for that. Yeah, never mind me. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna use soap to wash that suggestion from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like oh. to ruin names. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm leaning towards just calling it Providence. I like it because it's got three syllables, like monolith. Just easier yeah. for me to remember. But, but how how did you first find Star of Providence, Squigga?
2: Oh man, this is a, a bit of a story, but I love to tell it. Uh, it's kind of uh, starts with Please the origins do. of my. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, starts with the origins of my. Let's all scoot closer to the fire. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. Did you have any like scooting sound effects you can? Uh, uh, you can you can you can, you can like, generate uh, we, with a soundboard. We can
1: we can use like the dashing sound effect from the ship, like just we're like scooting closer. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, sure, yeah, perfect.
0: I'll, I'll edit that in. in all, right, all right, So, sorry, go um, ahead, Squigga.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, I tried to abbreviate it a bit without rambling too much, but um, kind of it, it's kind of starts in the beginning. I, I started streaming in July of 2014 with a game mm-hmm. called The Binding of Isaac: Wrath of the Lamb. I got into the game. I really enjoyed it, and then I started watching a streamer named Cobalt Streak uh, who's still a pretty big streamer in that, in that game. Even to this day, it's, it's crazy. It's been nine years and it's still going strong, uh, in general. And, um, at some point, uh, he and another streamer named Richard hammer held uh, a tournament called balls of steel. And, mm-hmm. uh, the, the first one was an invitational and, um, that the balls of steel, uh, is, is a pill in the game that gives you, you know, like extra health when you find it. And, um, and so they started the first one, Balls of Steel 1, it it was invitational, uh, and I watched it, it was exciting. I thought, wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Then uh, Balls of Steel 2 happened, and that one was open entry. And the way you did it was you auditioned by joining in a race with three other racers and, um, and just going at it and seeing who wins. And the top two were picked, uh, obviously, of each group. And... Uh I did a race and I and my very first stream on Twitch was July if I remember right July 16th uh 2014 I just I started my stream and I started racing the game and um uh I I actually remember that because I um like I died in my run and I caught up with everyone else and died again and I gave up <laughs> um and then and that, then I wound up uh started it, but I enjoyed the experience and people were really supportive mm-hmm. and uh so I continued streaming and then uh and I I did speed runs for that game and and all that stuff and then around October, I, I'd like to say 1st uh, September, August to October, uh, a game called Crypto: of the Necrodancer dropped in early access. Mm. Um, and it, it just dropped and they just held what was called the Necrothon, where uh, the creator of the game, Ryan Clark, uh, had picked a, a handpicked, a, a inv- invited big streamers and they put them in groups and they competed on the leaderboards uh, for charities. So the, the top... Uh, the groups in these uh, leaderboards will get a, a, a choice of where the charity money goes. And so I got really hyped about that game. Then uh, Cobalt Streak and Richard Hammer announced Balls of Steel 3 with Krypton Necrodancer. So I went, okay, I want to be a part of that. I want to race. The last time was so good. And uh, and so I started playing uh, Necrodancer, and I, and I got reasonably good. And I, I, mm-hmm. I, I did my trials. Uh, my uh, I I auditioned in a sense and in the same fashion I won and then I jumped into my first uh, race and I lost that and I got kicked out you know of the, <laughs> of, the, of the of the tournament but I I just really enjoyed it and um and I enjoyed Necrodancer so much that kind of wound up being one of my main games uh for many mm-hmm. many years up until I mean I still play the game to this day I still mm-hmm. speed run the game like crazy so. Uh, you know, as I'm playing uh, and, I, and I'm streaming the game, uh, the community grows and my stream grows and more new members come in. And mm-hmm. uh, one lady by the name of Paper Lore uh, mm-hmm. joins mm-hmm. the Necrodancer community, mm-hmm. finds my stream at night, and we become friends. She becomes one of my viewers and we become friends. We start bantering and talking and she's doing some casual racing of Necrodancer and and uh, and just enjoying uh, it, it, doing her own streams, her own multiplayer streams, uh, playing mm-hmm. other roguelikes. And then uh, around 2017, uh, it has to be it has to be when the game uh, first came out. Providence first came out. Uh, mm-hmm. Paper Lord came to my chat and told me uh, I was I was running Isaac at the time, actually, I, if I remember right. Um, uh, and Paper Lord came to my stream and said, uh, "You love bullet hell roguelikes, right, Squega? You, you got to try this game. It, it's it's uh, like Binding of a Isaac, but way harder. It, it's it's absolutely amazing. You got to try it." And uh, and I thought, you know what? Sure, I'll give it a shot. And uh, so I bought the game. Uh, it was cheap. Uh, God, it, it's still uh, very it's reasonably still priced. Yeah. Eight bucks. Yeah. Eight bucks. Uh, I think I paid 10. I, I want my money back. <laughs> but, but I bought the game and I started playing it. And the first thing, you know, uh, I just, I started playing it. And I started getting better. And I thought, man, this game's hard. And, uh, and I absolutely agreed. And that's how I kind of fell into Monolith. I started uh, just playing it more and more. And it hooked me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, wow. Well, thank you, Paperlore. Lore. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, paper, yeah, Paper Lore is also how, and I mentioned this, is also how I got into the game. She was streaming. I'm like, this looks really cool. I'm going to jump in on this and get involved.
2: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. It has I that do... visual style that draws you in. It really does. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. All props to Alex Mendel, who does fantastic artwork and sprite oh, work. Yeah. Now, oh, I yeah. do want to interject a, a little bit here, right? Because uh, Malachi, you talked all about how you met Squigga through Streams and Star of Providence, mm-hmm. but I already knew Squigga before them. Uh, Squigga was a visible member of the Crypt of the Necrodancer community. I think you participated or hosted in some Condors at the time. I did uh, I did a lot of co-commentary.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. I did actually host... A conduit, I believe. Uh, they asked me as a guest host. Um, I got—I was really involved at the time, and I did a lot of co-commentary. I was, in a sense, that I was maybe, maybe like of all the the streams that were uh, the big streamers in that community, if you want to call it big, I was maybe number five or six at the time. And that's like averaging twenty viewers. You know, it's not nothing to really uh, brag about, but I still really enjoyed it. I played the game uh, a lot. I encouraged people to join and race, and I met a lot of friends through that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is how I became aware of Squigga, like, he was always streaming, he was always partaking, and I'm like, I just see him a lot, I'm like, this is a really cool guy, he's really friendly, very welcoming, you know, his streams are a lot of fun, and, you know, when I saw Squigga playing Star with him, I'm like, oh, this is awesome, this is great, I-, I get to share with him this incredible thing that I love, And it was that experience in the Crypt of the NecroDancer community that later made me think well, if I do want to actually create a racing scene for Star of Providence, I have to include Squigga in this because he knows about this and he's been involved and he loves the game. So, no, that makes sense. He's a natural choice for this. (laughs)
2: Uh, let me, let me, let me say, Nick, you got way better at Providence than, than me really fast. It was, <laughs> I, I was, I was sitting there going, you know, like sitting there, uh, you know, like I, I snapped my chopsticks in half and they were cleanly cut. And meanwhile, you're like, you know, crafting these, you're just, you were just insane. You were just, uh, I, I, I dropped, I remember dropping in your stream, maybe three months into me playing Providence, uh, starting it. And you were just already smashing the game. Like it was nothing. And I went, okay. Yeah. Um, that,
1: that's, that's a thing. <laughs> Well, I I will say I did become a little bit obsessed with the game, and I knew that since I was getting into the community early, I'm wa- I wanted to be a trailblazer for the speedrunning scene because they're kind mm-hmm. of there was on the beginnings of something, but I'm like, no, I want to f- create a foundation for all this, and part of it was just really becoming f- fully dedicated to it and really breaking it, and. Yeah, I just kind of went nuts with it. So, <laughs> anyway, sorry. <no>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apologies.
0: No, that's awesome. I feel like it's almost like there's like three generations now. So Paper Lore started playing it. Squega, you started, You guys started playing it at around the same time. And then I am like the third generation that learned of the game, a lot of the game through you guys. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's cool. So Paper Lore is the grandma I see. I <laughs> Don't tell
1: her that. You know she lis- listens to these episodes, right?
2: Paperlore, <laughs> you look amazing for your uh, ancient, your insane age. You look so great. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: oh, man. So, how, how did Monolith... Excuse me. How did Star of Providence get its <laughs> its hooks in you, Squig? Like uh, what? When did you really start to feel like the oh wow this is this is something I'm going to play for a long time?
1: Or what about oh, the game really captured you?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's okay. Quite a bit. Uh, this one I thought about quite a bit because there was a lot to it. So mm-hmm. I'll just start with when I first started playing the game. I thought, hey, this is you know pretty fun. And it's pretty difficult, and uh, and I noticed the difficulty. It, it, it is. Um, much more skill-based than the Binding of Isaac because a lot of people were telling me, hey, it's like Binding of Isaac. But Isaac is more item-based. You get a build, mm-hmm. and that build kind of carries you. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not nearly as as skill-heavy. If you don't have the build, you're not making it. Uh, in in uh, uh, Providence, <laughs> I almost almost did it. Um, in Providence, I just noticed from the get-go, uh, there are a lot more bullets on the screen. And I love the fact that uh, I could dodge things so precisely and um, and on top of that, I had I'm playing on mouse and keyboard. I can uh, use the Wads keys to just move so precisely, and uh, so it felt natural. And it was fun. It was it was really fun. I, I remember I, I tore through the first three floors just fine. Thought, oh yeah, I could do this. I could totally do this. And then <laughs> uh, floor four, I thought, huh, this is getting really hard. And I died a couple times there. And then I finally got through floor four, and then I hit Overlord in floor five, and <laughs> I thought, "Holy cow, that is insane!" <laughs> and uh, that was my new goal. That was my new goal, and uh, and that 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 that's not even counting, you know, the 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 true final boss of the game at the time, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll go into a little bit later, but. Um, but kind of th- that, was like the first thing. Uh, and then I, I, made a reference to, to, to the bullet hell aspect. Um, I grew up playing a lot of shmups. I, I love shmups, uh, in general, and I played a lot of series, you know, Darius and, and uh, Raiden Project and Galaga, many of the early NES ones. Uh, one of my favorite arcade machines is Strikers 1945 3. It sounds odd, but it is the third one in the Strikers 1945 series. But it, uh, I played it, I, I I first played it in college, I watched somebody 1cc uh, the entire game, mm-hmm. and then uh, I watched them, then I learned how to 1cc the game uh, from just watching them, and, and nice. trial and error, and my entire college tuition's worth of quarters, and... <laughs> that was that was a trip uh but i uh you know I, I, so I, I i love shmups I, I like uh like dodging bullets i don't that it just it's kind of a thing mm-hmm. and um and that's that's one thing that really uh caught my eye uh as i mentioned with uh monolith is there are a lot of bullets on screen that's quite a bit and then the the precision of the hitbox to be able to dodge those bullets that's also really nice the other part is the roguelike aspect i grew up with Di- the diablo series i uh, played the original Diablo in nineteen ninety six and and played um, I think it was ninety six so it was like ninety six or seven and then I played Diablo two and that was the majority of my college, uh, my middle school and high school years were just that uh, mm-hmm. to play with friends and I love I love Rogue likes uh, uh, and th- I think in that case it's a roguelite. I forget the exact terminology I, I love those games because uh, the replayability it, you feel like it's a fresh run almost every time uh, mm-hmm. I don't really ever really get bored of it. And, and with Molith, everything is jumbled around when you jump into a new run. New seed, mm-hmm. new run. Uh, yeah, you can recognize some patterns. Uh, yeah. There's a pool of, I think, one of three bosses per floor and, and other things. But uh, it, it still felt, felt fresh because, uh, you know, you can have two runs in a row where you get uh, fish. And you're, you're like, oh, fish. <laughs> um, or you can have, you know, two different bosses and that feels pretty fresh. So... I, I love those two uh I love those two aspects and that's why I like the binding of Isaac when I, which kickstarted my stream, you know, it filled that niche at the time. Um and then uh just to, to you know to, to really polish it off was the difficulty. Uh that kept me coming back. Um uh, God, you know, I, I'm also forgetting. I'm looking at my you know, I'm looking at what I also was thinking about here. I think that it has to be also the visuals and the uh, and the music. Um mm-hmm. I got. I gotta make a shout out. Uh, is this still Ark of Dream, or did he name himself differently?
1: Uh, he he goes by both names, depending on like which site he's using. Like he he responds okay. to both of them.
2: Okay, so I I became familiar with Ark of Dream, the uh the music artist for the game. Um, I mm-hmm. found out with Necrodancer that I really fall for a game when the soundtrack is good. Uh, mm-hmm. that's just one of the things I love music, and I love good game music, and man, does Monolith have quite a few bangers in there. So many good uh, songs, and they're all good. Yeah. And um, and th- th- that was another thing that kept me coming back. Floor 4 is one of my favorite tracks of the game, uh, just for a-, a regular floor. And mm-hmm. uh, then the visuals, the- that old-school 8-bit, almost like 16-bit. It's kind of in the middle. And um, and it's just it's fun to look at. Uh, you can apply a CRT filter to give it scan lines, to m- give it a really OG look. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um and yeah just being able to replay the game as a roguelike and getting a fresh run with good visuals and a great soundtrack kept me coming back.
0: Do you, do you play with scanlines on? I don't remember off the top of my head.
2: No. No nah, okay. no nah. I I tried once uh I I want preferring uh uh scanlines off.
1: Mm-hmm. You would say it's a combination of like excellent artwork, fantastic music, good difficulty, skill-based runs.
2: And to top it off, honestly, the, the, the dev team behind the game, Team D13, they're they they're really awesome. They really care about the game, uh, mm-hmm. and they care about the community. And that's another big aspect. I, I've tried to get into other games where the, the dev just kind of made it and ran. And there's only so much you could do with that game until people yeah. kind of get bored and move on. But when you have the devs in the Discord channel just actively talking to people and memeing it up, that makes a big difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really
0: does. It makes the game yeah, feel it, so much more alive than it would otherwise.
2: Yeah, yeah, and be able to to ping pure pure questions. Say, "Hey, uh, I found this thing." He goes, "Huh? Okay, I'm patching it." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that, that's the only response. It's like you found something cool. Yeah, not anymore.
2: <laughs> Wait, well, yeah, yeah, that that that's been his uh, his uh, I think his motivation is uh, whatever he uh, like he he was. It makes the game harder. That that's his his whole well, purpose he he wants the challenge for people so well, if somebody breaks it in a
1: certain way you know it's going to get either nerfed or made way harder well you just praise like the fact that this game's difficulty is good so he's like well obviously i should put more of that in
2: oh yeah <laughs> you know you never have too much of a good thing for sure mm-hmm.
0: i i think providence is definitely difficult but it's also really accessible to beginners you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, it is and and there is still the, uh, you, you'll still have runs where you're pretty op. You know, you get <laughs> w- when the stars align and you get all, everything you yeah. need to. You can have really op builds, which I love that aspect of it as well because I, I love the difficulty as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I
1: also like that, you know, every so often, every so often you just have a run where it's like, yeah, sure, go ahead, destroy everything. <laughs> I'll let you. Yeah, because I think
0: it keeps you from getting discouraged, right? <laughs>
2: Yeah, it, that's it, I've I'm just thinking I've had a few of those. Yeah, I've had a few of those and just being able to to, to three shot a boss
1: is just amazing. <laughs> but you have to work for it sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's definitely runs where you're like, there's, run- there's runs where the game gives you everything. And there's runs where the game gives you like, crappy weapons, the weapons are not quite in the order that you want them. The drops aren't good. So you're just gonna, you really have to work hard for everything. And it is still satisfying in its own way when you're good enough that even when luck is not with you because it is a skill-based game you can still prevail
2: yeah just get good that's it simple easy right easy yep (laughs) two little words and you know you brought up a good point echo um it is hard but the game is balanced in a way where it's easy to adapt and get used to it, uh, to be able to learn the, the boss patterns, the enemy patterns, the room layouts, uh, mm-hmm. and, and to the point where you're, you, you develop a mo- muscle memory. You kind of know, okay, I'm in this room. I know what's going to happen, uh, and I can, I can plan for that to an extent. Obviously, there is an RNG factor to it, mm-hmm. but uh, it is very accessible, and every boss, with a few exceptions, are pretty <laughs> predictable, and that's good. Uh, that's really good, and it makes the, the really hard bosses even better.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah speaking of bosses squigga what would you say is your favorite boss fight in the game absolutely has to be monolith
2: uh, it's still called mm. monolith in providence right yes. yes that that will not be changed yep. it's been perfect
0: now perfect. we can say okay, monolith cool. yeah in this part of the conversation we could say monolith yes. and not have to correct ourselves
2: <laughs> oh yes good so i'm just going to praise monolith for like 10 minutes here um yes cool. i love that fight it is uh, in my opinion one of the best boss fights in any game uh, it's it's executed so well. Uh, I mm-hmm. think uh, the, 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 the first up, there's the build up. Uh, you're you're playing mm-hmm. on hard mode. Uh, actually, I'll back up for a second. After the end, the very base of the game, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, the only way to play this boss, to beat this boss is to play hard mode with uh, the d thirteen chip. There's, mm-hmm. That's the only way, so you get the true ending and everything. And uh, and you've played you've played uh, null the the default ship on normal difficulty a few times, and so you beat the machine. You are like, oh, it's pretty cool, and you kind of see what happens. Uh, the model uh, null kind of goes into this uh, into this power up station and 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 you know charges up, and then it, the screen goes blank, and that's all you know. What that's the last time you see that ship, mm-hmm. and then you play D thirteen. You kind of expect it. You you go you go to floor six. You go to where the machine's at but it's quiet and you mm-hmm. think okay that's kind of weird and i remember this my first time too the same thing and you mm-hmm. you, you go a few screens up and suddenly you see there's no hey it flips over it looks at you turns into this gigantic monstrosity and <laughs> and this and it just busts out with this insanely dramatic yet sad music mm-hmm. because uh you find out that and spoiler alert for anybody who watch or listens to this podcast if you're if if you're if you're spoiled by this don't you know don't listen to this at all um <laughs> yeah. it's it's Knoll is and d13 chips are kind of best friends you know they're they're really mm-hmm. close and uh and that's what's so dramatic about the fight is that you are now killing your best friend mm-hmm. and it is such a dramatic fight and um and you know you're, you're soaring through the air and you're going up and you you smash out of the uh, facility uh, into the sky and everything, and you're fighting oh, yeah. what looks like, effectively, a god. You know, just this massive doomsday ca- uh, uh, dist- uh, god of destruction. And you're this tiny little ship versus this massive monstrosity. So, that, um, and then, uh, you know, meanwhile, the, the music's blaring, and it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And the first time you play it, it's it's like panic fest. You're like, oh my god, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, I died very within few-
0: seconds. <laughs> <The first laughs> I
2: was like, oh my gosh. And then I died. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and yeah, that, that, that's, that's what it was. It's just it's a shock. And then you're just scrambling to, to get your bearings. And, uh, and then it leads into the next thing. It, Monolith is a very hard boss. Because mm-hmm. up until Monolith, every other boss has a predictable attack pattern. Uh, you know, a certain attacks will happen in a certain order. Like every attack happens in a certain order. Not and, anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Here comes Monolith, and it has a uh, it has a pool of attacks that it picks from randomly, and mm-hmm. it hits you with it. And you have to have the reaction time to be able to figure out which one is happening, and you have mm-hmm. to get into position uh, to be able to dodge that attack because. One attack can uh, can really set you up for a really rough next attack because now you're in the corner and you're about to be belted by a laser, you have nowhere to go because you still have bullets from the last attack around you um, and uh yeah that, that that's what you know makes it insanely hard and um, and yeah, I remember I kept coming back to that fight thinking, okay, this time I have the build, I could do it, I could do it and I <laughs> died and uh, I remember my first kill was in 2018. I was living uh, with my uh, then girlfriend, now wife, in Ukraine. Uh, I was there, and I was streaming uh, from from my apartment there, mm-hmm. and um, and I, I remember I, I was having a like massive allergy attack. I was sniffling, and I, I was all nasally. I and I thought, man, I'm just going to do bad today, and um, and that's uh, we just talked about those insane builds. I got a triple shotgun Pulsar, which was the Ooh. best thing in that game <laughs> at the time. And I completely, I i, I beat Monolith. It, w- I, it was still close. I, I was down to two health, yeah. if I remember right. It was single-digit health, very low, still won. And uh, it was the most satisfying thing. Uh, I just thought, wow, that was uh, an amazing and satisfying fight. And and then it you know, rolls to the credits, and it's not a happy ending. It's still mm-hmm. sad. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of mm-hmm. conclusive. And then it shows the ending, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. And 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 then if you uh, do it, if you do it at a certain uh, with an S rank, you get a little bonus at the end to kind of twist the knife in your heart.
1: So yeah, the condition is that you have to beat that boss fight, but you need to get exalted, which means you have to yeah. traverse all rooms, find all secrets, do it do it under a strict time limit, and also not take too many hits. And if you do. Yep. All of that, then you get to the unlock the secret cutscene. Yeah,
2: and th- that's and that's just to twist that knife in your heart just a little bit more because mm-hmm. it just makes you you go, wow. Now I just feel worse because it just drives home <laughs> at how sad that fight was. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just I love I love that boss fights one of my favorites uh, ever uh, in mm-hmm. any game, and mm-hmm. it was completely unexpected because uh, there are a lot of games out there I played in the past that you know wowed me at the time, like Gungeon. First time mm-hmm. I fought the 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 dragon. Uh, was it mm-hmm. kind of kind of the same thing but not dramatic it was just in your face kind of intense action mm-hmm. but Monolith was emotionally charged and um and it's just the build up uh, the visuals the um uh the God, the difficulty and everything uh yeah. is just incredible and then and then the best part is learning to do well in that fight <laughs> i think that that's what i enjoyed cuz um uh, i need to credit you nick one day oh? i was trying to i was trying to learn uh this is when you had you know you leapfrog me big time at this <laughs> point. I, but I was trying to learn how to get better at uh, at beating Monolith, and I was fighting the fight one day, and you showed up in my stream and you said th- for this one attack, you just said, "Hey, uh, you know you can just go right here and you dodge it, right?" And oh. right when you and right when you said that. Right when you said that, I saw matrix code uh, form around me. Uh, my, my fourth <laughs> brain saw the birth of the universe. Like, you know, I saw 15 <laughs> dimensions at once and, and it, it, it opened the door. And I, and I was like, huh. And, and within a week, I was dodging every attack, not consistently because I didn't have the, uh, the reaction time to kind of tell yet. But I started inventing my own little, uh, little ways to dodge everything. It just clicked. I don't know how, but it was that one thing. And then the fight got really fun because mm-hmm. it was, okay, how can I uh, beat the fight with this? Uh, how can I get a build that breaks the fight? Uh, mm-hmm. And and I got that with the DLC, which is Relics mm-hmm. of the Past. There, I, I've had some runs, and uh, you two have seen them, where uh, I've beaten Monolith the boss in, I think, 50, less than 15 seconds. Uh, it <laughs> took more time for the cutscenes between yeah. phases to happen than the actual <laughs> fight. And that yep. is satisfying for such a hard boss. Mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah that's that is my like by far my favorite boss to just not only to experience but to beat the tar out of over and over and over <laughs> now we now i don't feel bad that it's a sad fight because you know i get to, yeah. get to beat him. <laughs> you've you, you've numbed yourself to the pain <laughs> yeah and i'm like well how can i twist that knife in my heart just a little easier now let me uh let me go for it yeah
0: well squiggy you did such a good job of walking us through that fight i had a grin on my face the entire time and i think anyone who's fought monolith Will feel like I almost got goosebumps, you know, because you know every part of that fight, and we've all felt very similar emotions fighting Monolith, and yeah, that it is an awesome, awesome experience. Awesome boss,
2: it is, and and I hope we get a new one in the uh, DLC. Hint, hint. Team oh. D thirteen, no pressure, no pressure.
1: <laughs> well, I do, I do, I, I do want to say I mentioned this in another episode, but the confrontation between D thirteen and Null is kind of like the emotional climax of the game because even though the dlc introduced stuff like chaos god and database nothing quite approaches the emotional journey of that fight and i've said this before that that fight has become the fixation of a lot of my fan writing because that is the critical moment where you really experience all of it and it's a genius touch that team 13 team d13 hasn't made you first you must play as null and then you must kill them with d13 it's like a genius move of just twisting the knife
2: and and then in the uh, relics of the past dlc you can do hard mode with null and then you just it's a mirror image and goes what the yeah (laughs) yeah you're like breaking reality at that point yeah (laughs) that was a great easter egg it's like what you're not supposed to be here
0: yeah (laughs) If you fight if you fight D thirteen in the mirror as D thirteen, the same thing happens. Actually,
2: D thirteen goes, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Me? You know? You know? Can can I? Can I chime in on my my least favorite boss? Just because I I think it's worth do it. Drag Uh, him out. Okay. The 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 chaos ship machine. Uh, What's it called? Like the the the. The, the, it's the hard version of machine.
1: Oh, uh, original machine! Original machine, I believe. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't
2: remember. I I have such a hard time with that fight. It is so <laughs> insane, and it's still the you know it's it's not it's predictable uh, to an extent. But I, I, I just want to say, uh, curse you, and also praise you, Pierre, and and Team D thirteen for making that fight because it is darn hard. Um, uh, because I, I ran I ran a brief series, uh, and I want to get back to it uh called the Monolith Daily Cha- Daily Challenge on YouTube, and yeah. where I, I rolled a slot machine, and uh, and it gave me a random ship difficulty seed. And uh, such think, an awesome uh, idea, you. thank you. Uh, I st- I want to get back to it. Uh, it's going to be called the Providence Daily Challenge, and it's going to I'm going to tweak it a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, but uh, and so there's actually one run I spent 10 hours trying to beat, and it was a uh, it was an instant death, uh uh, tw- uh, ten- uh I was like 20 intensely yeah it was like 20 uh yeah okay it was chaos ship instant death um and it was uh what was the uh i think it was loops 20 yeah, loop 20 and it was oh, hard wow. because your chaos ship you can't uh with chaos ship whatever weapon you get in a room that's what you get that's it you mm-hmm. you can't really influence your build too much you can get more damage and maybe some bombs that's really it so Uh, I get to that that original uh, machine fight, and... Did you get stuck with a crappy weapon? Yes. Um, (laughs) It was... I think it was just a regular uh, razor. That's what it was. Just a razor that (laughs) fired very infrequently. It was bad. Low damage. (laughs) I got to the end... Um, I tried so hard. I, I killed Chaos God multiple times. You know, in the temple, I had to try to get the best. You know, I, I thought, okay, what if I do this and get unique weapons? Will that make a difference? Nope. Uh, what if I do this and and try to get you know to just use bombs like crazy or and try to go for this kind of build instead? None of it worked. That boss is way too hard, and uh, I gave up on that video. I couldn't do it anymore. I, I retried it like twenty times, and um, I was I was so tired. So I had to move on to a new video. And, um, and yeah, lesson learned, um, uh, you know, praise Pierre because he'll make another boss like that if you don't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it sounds like part of you wants another boss like that, though. (laughs) I want to learn how to, how to dodge that boss uh, and any other new boss, which uh, judging from the, the, you know, past tweets and other news postings that Team D13 has
1: made, there are going to be plenty of them. There will be plenty.
0: Yeah, it does seem
1: so. I mean, I can just give you tips if you want them. You can just ask.
2: I'll eventually. Uh, I, I'm i that kind of gamer that, that will, you know, like a toddler, I'll scream, no, I'll do it myself, and then just slam my face in the wall over and over with my <laughs> nose bloodied, and, and I'll figure it out at that point. Yeah. Alright, well,
1: if that's what you want.
0: The upgrade or not the upgrade the uh, the update is going to be coming out this
2: year we hope um, hopefully yes here's hoping
0: yeah squigga what what are some things that you hope to see for the game in the future
2: Okay. Um so I'm I'm a little biased on this topic because I'm a data junkie. Uh but my day job is I'm a programmer and I do a lot of data processing. I'm oh, a I web screen. I, I think yeah. I lead leaderboards. I, I yep. want to see in game game leaderboards. I want to be able mm-hmm. to do a run and have the game submit my PB to a leaderboard on Steam. And um for a couple of reasons. The first one is I love that because Necrodancer has something like that, and it's really fun to have a leaderboard and strive toward it. And you just play mm-hmm. brainlessly and, hey, I got a PB, and it, you know, submits you uh, in into this new group. Or, hey, I just barely beat this run, this really hard run, and here's a record of my, you know, of my struggle uh, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. deal. And, and that would be like, you know... Um, Chaos ships, sudden death with the original machine. You beat one of those runs. Not many people have done it, maybe. Uh, and you're on now an elite list of people who managed to do it. And, uh, and so the other reason is, I want to be able to pull that data and put it on a website and generate rankings. I, I'm, I'm oh, a, bit of a nerd. the right. The um, NecroLab. Right. Yeah, I run a web- website called uh, The NecroLab, which is necrolab.com, and mm-hmm. it pulls data, uh, leaderboard data from Steam for NecroDancer, and it uh, imports the leaderboards, and it generates rankings. And cool. um, you know, lo- people in that community love it because it gives them ideas of different kind of categories to compete in, and it's just f- for fun. And I, I really enjoy that project, and I'd love to be able to do something like that for
1: Monolith. Shout out to those few weeks where I was actually number one <laughs> in the global leaderboard for Necrolab.
2: <laughs> yeah, that 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 must have felt great. You know, you could do it on the current Necrolab. You can pick all the meme categories to be number one in that. Nah.
1: I'm not I'm I've sort of hang up my necro dancing hat. I, now I'm full on Star of Providence. Your
0: your necro dancing shoes as it were. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm going to you, ignore you, that. <laughs> you trade
2: your shoes in for pew pews. <laughs> that's what you traded in for. So, uh, and so that, that's kind of my first thing. The mm-hmm. second thing I want to see more, I obviously want the update. I want the update. I want more content. You know, I, I'm going to be the like, you know, just a toddler demanding more and more. Obviously the, 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 the game is amazing. Um, I'm really happy for any of the content that team D 13 has made and will make. So I'm, I'm excited for that, but more importantly, I want to see more racing. I want to see more racing. Uh, I want to see monolith and more speed running events. And because um, uh, Monolith had a uh, had a time in 2018 mm-hmm. uh, to about 20 uh, yeah 2018 to 2020 where it was in a string of of speedrunning events. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I forget the, the gentleman's name, but he ran Monolith to Overlord uh, at SGDQ 2018. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I was there in person for that one. That was really oh, fun cool. to watch. Uh, and then I ran Monolith uh, hard mode. Uh, after the I, I ran after the end so before the relics of the past dlc i ran hard mode to uh to monolith uh at calithon i think that was 2018 or 2019 i forget and uh that, that was a was, blast uh, yeah that was i was i was watching that one that was, it was great because I ran Necrodancer first and then, uh, what I, okay. So this was a funny one. Um, I wore two shirts that day. I wore my Necrodancer shirt on top and my, uh, shirt underneath. So, mm-hmm. and I did back to back runs. So I, I booted up Necrodancer. I did a, uh, a Nocturna run, uh, uh-huh. for that character. And so I beat, I beat, I did the run. It was about nine minutes, you know, very reasonable marathon run. And mm-hmm. then uh they They cut to like a break and they show the camera showing the audience. I walked off camera a little bit, took the top shirt off, walked back on stage <laughs> with my uh with my model shirt like hey i'm totally new and I did that run and uh uh you know they they kind of messed up the that they kind of squished it horizontally uh horizontally <laughs> a little bit they yeah. they messed it up but which is okay they were still you know trying to figure things out. Um, but, I, I remember that because I, I was very used to looking at
0: your head proportions <laughs> whenever yeah. you streamed. I was like, "That is not how Squega looks."
2: Oh no, <laughs> and um, and so what? what uh, I remember I actually uh, I did the run, and uh, so it the Calithon was uh, held in Santa Barbara, California, and or, or Goleta, I think is it's a city just south of it. They're connected, and mm-hmm. it was at a, a charity place. I forget their name, and I do apologize for that. It's been long enough. And their their thing was uh, they would go to disaster-stricken areas and provide supplies, you know, water, food, uh, shelter, things like that. And uh, and and this uh, Calithon was uh, uh, its purpose was to raise money for that uh, that charity. And I went to the facility. The people were really nice. Uh, a lot of them were older folks. They're, they're older people. Mm-hmm. And uh, they hadn't seen many of these games, and I actually remember hearing that they're watching my run, and uh, the, there are a bunch of older ladies behind me going you know, gasping, going, "Oh my god!" They they, they couldn't, you know. <laughs> when when uh, this was happening around uh, phase three of Monolith, so uh, that's the desperation phase where it's just nothing but bullets on the screen, and uh, and I'm just dodging. They're going, "Ooh!" They're they're they're, you know, they're like gasping every time I dodge, and that felt yeah. really good. And I uh, and yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, and since then, we've had Lilac alagachi uh, mm-hmm. do runs at, uh, I believe, it was Frost Fatales and another event. Uh, fast-paced and, uh, events. Thank you. And, uh, the, the, uh, and they did, a uh, I think, a race and a, a regular run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I want to see, you know, and, and I, I know Kylaria has done uh, a couple of events as well. I think also another uh, Frost Fatales and another one. Uh, I think it was a race, actually, the same race against Lilac. I forget. Mm-hmm. And um, and I want to see more of that. I want to see more uh, racing, and I want to be able to show uh, the speedrunning community, hey, this game is awesome. It's really fun to race. Please race it.
1: So yeah. the thing about that is that you and I are the ones who are in charge of organizing the racing tournaments. Oh, yeah. And the it takes thing- <laughs> a lot of time. But also the thing is that the... Sort of the monorails that we did, the Golden Age, was like 2020 and 2021. Those were like the two years where we did four tourneys and it was a lot of fun. But the game has fallen into a bit of a slump of not much happening. Interest has kind of died down. But as soon as the... Once the update hits and we have new content, I want us to be like, right... Let's do attorney now that everyone's looking at the game. Now there's every new stuff, and everyone's excited. We need to get hit them with attorney as soon as possible and just do stuff and maybe get the leaderboards up and running again.
2: I I plan on uh uh, being uh, regularly streaming by by the time um uh, Star Providence is released, and I will evangelize the holy heck out of that game. Uh, when I do, it's going to be one of, I want to make it one of my main games again. I want to, um, I want to submit it. I've always wanted to try to do a hard mode, uh, floor seven or whatever the new, uh, max floor is run, uh, at GDQ. I I I could totally do it. Uh, it's not, you know, not that that would, that would be awesome. Love to show it off. It'd be a marathon run and Mm -hmm. it'd be probably like an hour plus long, but I totally would do it to show the game off. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, I love to like promote it. Uh, th- that would be a great way to do it. And I want to I want to start you know like the the my YouTube uh, series again, and just like just promote the heck out of it. This game is fun. It's replayable, and uh, you know please race it. And yeah, we need to get that our uh, racing league back. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work that mm-hmm. happens in the background. The Necrodancer yeah. community has done it for nine years. And they're at this point now where they finally made their own dedicated channel, and the the OG staff have kind of passed the buck on to a new set of staff because oh, cool. it's a lot of work.
0: Yeah, no, it is. But I I, I completely agree with your uh, your motivation, Squig. That's actually one of the reasons why Nick and I wanted to do this podcast. You know, we wanted to do something uh, while we're waiting for the update and mm-hmm. try to bring the community together a little bit and uh, get people talking about the game again. So.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and yeah, I I'm with you on that. The, the game is uh it's a great game. It's very replayable. It is now God goodness. The, the game is at least twenty. It's it's six years. Oh yeah, over six years old. Yep, and, a little bit over um, six years old. Wow. It, it can it can it, when you ask how old it is, it does this many and it holds up six fingers, and it's it's now out of toddler stage. Wow. Yeah. And um that but it's it, but regardless, it's still a very fun game and it's still
1: getting support. And mm-hmm. I want to see just more support for the game in the future. Yeah, like, as, like if Team D13 keeps updating it and doing stuff with it, then Squigga and I and hopefully Ronkly and Lilac will keep creating the racing scene so there's still people running it and we can make a show of it. And Malika and I will keep on doing podcast episodes to talk about all the cool stuff that is happening all the time.
2: That'd be fun. I, I got I to gotta go back now and just mainline all of your previous episodes. I got I to gotta do that.
1: <laughs> oh, you'll hear Malachi say your name a few times, especially when he talks about how he met this game. Hmm.
2: Yeah. So, gee, where can I find this podcast at? I'm just curious. Hmm.
0: Well, it is on YouTube, and uh, we have a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and it's also ah. on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Aha. And will be on Apple Podcasts eventually. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly what I have to do. Jump through uh, Tim Cook's hoop to make sure it gets on there. But uh, yeah, he's
2: like, yeah, I yeah, I disagree with the rename. I'm not putting this on. I'm not putting this podcast yeah. on.
0: <laughs> he's like, oh, actually, Apple has Star of Providence uh, copyrighted. Sorry about that.
2: Oof. No, it. So his the their thing is is Star of iProvidence. Or one uh, of course. Ed and I at the beginning, yeah. So that, that's their thing. So we're good. Yeah, we're good then. Okay.
0: Yeah, awesome. we're good. Yeah. Hey, well, Squigget, is there anything else you want to say about the game?
2: Do you have anything else um, you wanted to say in general? Oh, man. Uh, honestly, the, the game's great. Um, I can't heap enough praise on it because it's given me a lot of fun years. Uh, it, in fact, I think um, I was at a point uh, when I started playing Monolith that... I was kind of stagnating on my stream because I was playing mm-hmm. Necrodancer and I was, I phased out of, um, I think largely of Isaac at that time. I, I, I got, I got bored of the game um, and it was back when, you know, Rebirth was released and, and, and um, the game wasn't that good. Uh, it was mm-hmm. okay. And I lost interest and then I started focusing on Necrodancer and I was thinking, man, I got, I need to figure something out. And, um, and I, and I was watching, um, I believe Last Gray Wolf play Gungeon and getting really good at that, uh, playing Cobalt Street, uh, watching Cobalt Street play that uh, uh, Isaac, and getting good at that. And um, and Monolith, uh, I saw Monolith, and I thought, man, I want to do what they do with this game. And and I, I started doing the Deathless streaking, and that was a magical experience because I never had done anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I met so many awesome people, uh, such as you two, doing that. And um, it, you know, I, I I I still look back on that fondly to this day. And I appreciate the opportunity for it. So Monolith kind of, kind of gave me a, a new direction for my stream uh, and a new game that I just really enjoyed playing. And and, and I have to thank you know Team D thirteen and and you two and and the whole Monolith community for making that happen.
1: Well, it's very flattering. Yeah, yeah thank it, you. It, it, well said. Yeah,
2: I, I've always admired
0: admired your eloquence, especially when you are killing Monolith and you can still just be talking at a at a frenetic pace. <laughs>
2: It's so funny. There are certain things I can't talk while doing, but, uh-huh. but with Monolith, I got to that point where I can idle almost. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah. And I'm not trying to say it's it's not an easy fight. Please don't make it harder. Peer question, please don't. But <laughs> it's just I was I was actually really proud. I got to that point where I can I can just tell you, oh yeah, we're just going to do this thing. We're going to do the M. Uh you know oh, I, I invented yeah, the yep. little, the M on that one attack pattern in phase 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just like, you know, the McDonald's arch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: not sponsored. Yeah. Not sponsored. <laughs> not no, not no.
0: not sponsored. Not sponsored. Uh, brought to you
2: by not Donald's. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Squigga, thanks again for for being on our podcast and mm-hmm. and telling us uh your story about how you found the game and uh, and what you like about it. We really appreciate your time.
2: Mm-hmm. And thank you very much for having me on i i really appreciated it this was a lot of fun and maybe in the future uh if you want me back you'll have me
0: oh well thank you yes i Delightful. think that we'll, we'll take you up on that mm-hmm. thank you yeah Certainly. and thanks to everyone for listening to our star providence fan cast and thanks as well to Garoslaw for allowing us to use his music and sound
1: effects you can check out the Star of Providence soundtracks on Bandcamp, the original base game, the Relics of the Past, and also the fifth anniversary edition. Squega, is there anything you would like to plug? Um, you know,
2: I'm I'm not streaming at the moment, but I do want to get back to it. So twitchtv uh, uh mm-hmm. YouTube forward slash at Squega. that's the new uh, you know vanity name um mm. i don't do twitter anymore so don't care about that uh but really i just i'll be doing the the providence providence daily challenge coming up soon hopefully awesome and and going back to my twitch channel i i'm very excited for it i i can't wait to be embarrassed by the new content and have to <laughs> and have to poker face it uh for months yeah Awesome. Well, yeah, we will link to
0: Squega's channels down Mm -hmm. below, and uh, if you guys have any comments or suggestions for the show, please reach out to us on our Discord server. We'll post a link to that in the show description as well.
1: And there you will find fellow pilots to talk with and discuss the show. Thanks for listening. We'll hope you join us next time. This is what you came for, isn't it? So be it.